I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwin. Welcome back to Father and Son, a Star Wars podcast. for joining us. On this episode, our guest is Crystal Velasquez. Crystal Velasquez is the author of many young adult novels, including Hundreds of Chaos, Just Princesses, Your Life But, and the Maya and Miguel series. She holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in English Creative Writing from Penn State University and holds a graduate degree at the NYU Summer Publishing Institute. Crystal Velasquez, welcome to Father and Son of Star Wars podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you for being on the show. Native New Yorker, born and ra- born in the Bronx, right? Raised in yep. Queens. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. And happy to represent. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, speaking of Queens, tell us about your childhood there. Well, um, I moved to Queens when I was about, I guess I was seven, seven or eight, because um, we had we had moved. Well, first I was born in the Bronx, then we lived in Long Island, then we moved to Los Angeles, California. That's actually where I started school. And then we moved back to the Bronx and then to Queens. <laughs> so I moved around a lot when I was a kid. But once we got to Flushing, I just stayed there. <laughs> we stayed there forever. So I'm still in Flushing now. Um, but it was great growing up. I have an older brother named Eli. He's four years older than me. So, you know, we got into a lot of trouble together. <laughs> growing up in Queens but um I don't know what what else could I tell you about it it was just a normal childhood I like to play outside like to play board games my friends you know ride bikes all the normal things um and the rest of the time I was reading books (laughs) um when did you know you wanted to become a writer I think that was pretty early on, Um, around third grade. I think I started getting a lot of positive feedback from teachers on my writing. Um, I started writing a lot of poetry. I would give away poems as presents since I didn't have any money. (laughs) So I would write people poems and those were always well received. And then um, in fourth grade, I actually won an essay contest for the United Negro College Fund. And it was an essay about why it's important for people to go to college. And I won. And I won two tickets to anywhere in the world I wanted to go. And I thought, wow, (laughs) okay. So writing could literally take me places. And from then on, I took it a lot more seriously. And I I started taking writing classes and reading books. And uh, I eventually majored in creative writing in college. So did you say you receive the reward to go anywhere you wanted to go in the world yes where did you you go you're not gonna like my answer (laughs) i went back to california because i had just moved from from california to new york and i didn't know we were moving i was told we were going to new york for the summer and we never went back so i never got to say goodbye to my friends i never you know got that closure so this was this was just a year later that I won this contest so I decided to go back to California (laughs) and 
it ended up being good because um, I got two tickets. So my father went with me. And then a couple of weeks later, my mom was found out she had to go to California for work. So we ended up all being there together. And it ended up being an amazing trip. I mean, now, of course, I would have chosen Australia or Japan or South Africa or something. But at the time, I was really missing my friends in California. So that's where I went. Um, we are creating characters for your stories. Are your characters a representation of you? Or are they based on other people you know? Or both? It's both. It's definitely a mixture of you know people I know and, and myself. It's, it's hard not to do that, really. Um, but for example, in one of the Your Life books, the girl in there who's sort of a bully, I definitely know that person in real life. I won't say her name, but I've definitely had that kind of energy in my life before. So it was kind of based on her. Um, I mean, I, I actually wrote a short story about my grandmother that was just about her life. And that was in the Puerto Rico anthology. So yeah, some, it's definitely a mixture, but like for Just Princesses, that was just based on fairy tales I'd read growing up and trying to turn them on, on their head. So yeah, it's all over the place. And of the books that you've written, what character represented you in, in, in one of those books? Which one was you about? I would, I would say in Hunters of Chaos, um, Anna is the most like me. Um, she's just kind of a regular girl who gets put in situations where she doesn't always feel comfortable. And she always, you know, is wondering, am I dressed right? Am I <laughs> saying the right thing? You know, kind of fearful of new situations. And that was definitely me. I mean, especially, like I said, I moved around a lot when I was a kid and switched schools often. So a lot of the times I was the new girl in school, not knowing anyone. And that's the situation Anna's put in, in the story. So she's most like me and, you know, we share the same background. So, you know, well, sort of the same, background. she's Mexican, but, you know, we both represent, um, you know, Latinx people. And, and so I understood where she was coming from, I guess. And, um, you know, I like to think that I came into my power the same way she did, so. And what made you decide to write young adult novels? I mean, really, it, it was just kind of fell into it because, you know, when I graduated from college, I went into book publishing and I became a production editor. And suddenly my whole life was working on other people's books. And that's what it was for years. And I, I wasn't writing at all. And then I met friends through work who also wanted to write. So we formed a writing group and we used to meet once a month and exchange writing and you know give each other critique to get ourselves writing again and during that time um, Stephanie who would let it later become my editor she went to work at Alloy which is a book packager specializing in kids books and part of her job was to hire authors to write their books and by then she knew I could write because we had formed this writing group mm -hmm. so she gave me the chance to try out for one of their books and I did, and they were going to let me write one of them. And then the series got discontinued. So I was like, oh, so close, you know, <laughs> but I wanted to keep it going. So I started trolling the, you know, Craigslist. Craigslist has a jobs board and one of the categories is writing. And so I went into that jobs board every day, just seeing what kind of opportunities would come up. And one day there was 
a posting there looking for a writer who had some experience writing for kids, who had a background in English, creative writing, who spoke a little Spanish. And I was like, I fit all those bills. <laughs> so I sent in my resume and I sent them the sample that I had written for Stephanie and they hired me and that became the Maya Miguel books. So it was kind of really organic how I started writing for kids. And once I started writing those, you know, opportunities started coming my way. Stephanie ended up working at Random House and she had an idea for a young adult book that was a choose your adventure series. And she thought I'd be a good person to write for it. So I wrote up an outline and we submitted a proposal to her boss and I got a three book deal. And that's just how it started. I just kind of fell into kids books, but it, it fits me. It suits me perfectly. That's kind of my, you know, internal age level anyway. <laughs> and so it's perfect. Well, you were just talking about Just Princesses. So let's uh, talk about this book. Okay. Just Princesses is a fairy tale graphic novel that takes place in the kingdom of Stardust. Yes. Princess Katrina lives there with her father, King Victor, who was married to Queen Melinda, who is also a witch. And she has a daughter named Eveline. Queen Melinda is obsessed with eternal youth. She celebrates her birthday by creating a potion that will keep her young. But the spell goes horribly wrong. Instead, the spell makes all the adults in the kingdom disappear. Katrina, Princess Katrina, searches for a way to bring her father and all the other adults back while her sister Eveline rather enjoys not having adults around so she can rule over the kids in the kingdom. Right. Which fairy tales inspired you to write Just Princesses? I mean, definitely just the story of Cinderella and, you know, having evil stepsisters and evil stepmother and Hansel and Gretel had the same thing where evil stepmother comes in. There's always, you know, some evil stepmother and you know, mm. step family. Um, but yeah, reading those stories and thinking about how the main character tends to be a girl who needs to be saved. And it's always, you know, being saved by a prince or being saved by her father, or, you know, something like that. And I just wanted to write one where she's she saves herself, where she learns that she can save herself, that she doesn't have to stick to those old tropes, you know? So yeah, mostly Cinderella. And, you know, then I worked in Snow White and Little Red Riding Hood. And <laughs> so it's kind of a mix of all those stories. I was watching a documentary uh, about George Lucas, where he was describing Star Wars as uh, a fairy tale mm -hmm. and a mythology. And one of the things he said was, uh, when you're telling stories to young people, the story should teach about the importance of friendship and loyalty. The story should help the reader find their hero's journey, find their individuality, um, help the person find a place in this world, but also remind the person how important it is to be a part of a community. Uh, just to think about the welfare of the community over the welfare of oneself. I love that. What are some of the life lessons a young person will learn from reading some of your books? Hmm. Well, I think that they'll learn that they have more power than they know and that they don't have to go with the crowd about everything they can think for themselves and do for themselves. I think that's really important to be an independent person, but also realize that you can go farther with friends at your side. You know, it's, it is important to allow people into your life and to ask for help when you need it and accept it when it's given. That's 
all really essential to getting by. And I don't know, I, I just, I really like, you know, I, I feel like when I was a kid, there were times that I felt helpless. And there were times that I felt like, well, I'm, I'm never going to be able to do this or that. I, you know, when you doubt yourself and it's, it's good for kids to know that everybody has those moments. It's not just you. That's all of us. We're all trying to figure it out and eventually you will. And it's okay to, you know, have those moments where you make mistakes, where you stumble, where you're not sure what to do. Give yourself that time to learn and, and learn from your friends. Did you have mentors growing up? Who were your mentors? Well, I mean, for one, my father is an artist himself. You know, even now he's, he started getting back into painting. I, I have no kind of visual talent like that, but <laughs> he always encouraged the creative in me though. Um, he paints, he sculpts, he, he sketches, he does it all. So he was always really inspirational to me. Um, my mother is a mentor to me too. She always encouraged my writing. Um, um, I also had a lot of great teachers along the way. I had a teacher in junior high, actually, who I'm still friends with to this day. We're Facebook friends and we talk all the time, but he introduced me to Shakespeare and, you know, different texts and really reading them on a deeper level than I had been up till then. So he's definitely a mentor. I had a college professor named Yesho Attil who she took my writing from here to there <laughs> in college. So I've been really lucky. I've been really lucky to have a lot of great teachers and supportive family in my life. Um, yeah. But as, as a writer though, I've met with Toni Morrison who like, <laughs> she's my favorite writer. And I finally, I got to meet her one day when she was doing a Barnes and Noble, you know, reading. So I got to shake her hand and I was just, <sighs> <laughs> you know, biggest moment of my life. Um, I actually got to attend her memorial service too after she passed. And, um, and I read, um, I met Essie Hinton. Essie Hinton was one of the reasons I first started writing because she published The Outsiders when she was 17. She was a kid. And I thought, wow, okay, if she's a kid can write this, maybe I can too. And her book was one of the first that I tried to copy. So when I got to meet her later as an adult, of course, that's the first thing I told her. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've had a lot of mentors. I've, I've been really lucky. Yeah, I, I've read that S.C. Hinton book, The Outsiders, the classic. Tell me more about Tari, Toni Morrison, you know, about um, you know, how she inspired your writing. What is it about your, the writing that you en enjoyed about Toni Morrison? And what are some of the books that you uh, are, are fans of? I mean, I can never touch her writing that's the thing she's to me she's kind of you know mount olympus she's like you could never get there but i just the way she words everything is incredible the first book i read of hers was in college i was in college already and i read beloved and i just thought it was beautiful it was just so beautifully written every sentence she doesn't waste words you know each word that she uses is so important and visually it's just so evocative, so strong. Like you can just see it playing out in front of you like a movie. And then some of her books, like I read Paradise and there's so much of it that I'm still not sure. I had a whole debate once in the middle of a job interview about, <laughs> about this book, about which, which character had died or which one was it that did this? And you know, some things were meant to be unclear. She's just so clever that she makes you work a little bit harder when you're reading her books. And 
I really appreciate that about her. Um, I mean, I can only hope to be on her level one day. So I, I don't know how that inspires my kids' books right? <laughs> but just that she takes her craft really seriously and I hope to be like that. I was going through your social media and um, you're living my dream life because what I see, um, I see uh, many photos of you attending conventions comic conventions, book conventions. Um, so I wanted to talk about that. And I, how, how many conventions have you attended? I mean, I've, I started going to New York Comic-Con every year. Um, I wanna say, I don't know, maybe eight years ago. So I've been going every year since then. And, you know, I started just as a fan. So the fact that eventually I got to go and be on a panel and you know, I got to go to the Baltimore Comic Con and do a signing for Just Princesses. So that was really cool. I mean, it's it's been kind of a dream come true to you know again go as a fan first and then actually do book signings there. It's kind of incredible. Um, but yeah, so now I hope to go to Dragon Con and, and just branch out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's been really great. Once I. Once I had a book come out, then I started getting invitations to book festivals. And that's how I ended up going to the Princeton Children's Book Festival. That was actually the first one that I did. And I was like 10 feet away from R.L. Stein. <laughs> and I couldn't believe that. Like, okay, I'm invited to this now. Um, so yeah, I mean, the best part about it is just getting to meet fans, getting to meet people that are actually reading your work. It's kind of surprising still. You know, I'm, I'm so used to thinking, well, it's really just my friends and family who are, <laughs> who are reading my books and going to these conventions and book festivals and stuff showed me, oh, there were total strangers who don't know me at all who were reading my books and wanting to get my autograph. It was kind of surreal. And how does that feel when you're the one people are coming to see, you know, you're sitting down and you're signing these books and they're coming up to you and people are telling you about maybe how your books have inspired them. How does that, what's that feeling? What does that feel like? It feels amazing. I, I mean, I get emails sometimes from kids who live on the other side of the country or live in a different country altogether. And they've read my work or they've, you know, even read just one of the Mind Miguel books and liked it. I had, I've had a couple of kids tell me that they were writing book reports about me. It's, <laughs> it's so strange because I feel like that was me a minute ago. That was me. I was in third grade thinking about these authors who I was reading their books and wishing I could be them, you know? So the fact that there are kids who are the age that I still see myself as <laughs> reaching out to me and saying I'm inspired them, that's incredible. And it's more than I could have ever hoped for, you know? So getting to meet them in person and having them hug me, having them write me fan letters, it's, it's I don't know, it's a dream. I don't know how to describe it. Hmm. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about Star Wars. So how were you introduced to Star Wars? What's your favorite character, movie, series, or book? Okay. Well, Star Wars, you know, came out when, the first Star Wars came out when I was two. <laughs> so um, my brother, my older brother is the huge Star Wars fan. So for me, he's definitely the one who was like, you are going to love Star Wars because I love Star Wars. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> So by the time the second movie came out, I was old enough and I was still, we were still living in California at the time. So we got to see it in the Pantages Theater and which was incredible. 
and from there just seeing that movie that was it for me that was you know star wars love from then on so now every every star wars movie that comes out my brother and i and his two kids we see it together that's our little tradition now so you know and his kids his kids are in their 20s now <laughs> all these years later they're in their 20s but we know even though they have their own jobs they have their own lives Star Wars comes out, we're on the phone already. Okay, you got the tickets? I got the tickets, we're gonna meet. Okay, <laughs> you know, it's just a done deal. Yeah, it's a family connection, right? It's intergenerational, you know? It's, Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. We, we're determined that we were gonna pass that love on to them so that we could share that. And so now it's it's a bond between the four of us. Mm -hmm. And, and then, then, okay. what, is, what is it about Star Wars that, um, attracted you what, what was it that sealed the deal for you about star wars that this is for me you know this is i can relate to this what yeah i mean i guess the you know i always root for the underdogs and star wars is chock full of them they're the heroes really they're they're the ones that shouldn't win you know there's there's no reason that they would be expected to win this ragtag group that was put together and yet they pull it off by just sticking together and believing in themselves and, you know, trying and not giving up even when it seemed hopeless. I think that's amazing. And of course the individual characters are just so good. They're so well-drawn, they're so funny and so human and, you know, different from each other, but they join together to do this, to do something incredible. And I love that. So, oh, so my favorite character, between Leia and Chewie, I really <laughs> love me some Chewie. He's just, he's so loyal. Even though you don't know what he's saying, you know what he's saying, <laughs> which is great. Right. Um, and, uh, but Leia, you know, Leia's like one of my first role models. She's just such, such a boss, <laughs> you know, and you can't, you can't run on Leia. She just is so take charge. And I, I just love her, I don't know. That makes absolute sense. Just like George Lucas said, friendship and loyalty is very important. You know, very important. Baca is a, a very loyal character. Absolutely. And, yeah. And then Princess Leia, you know, the princess, you know, she's originally idea was for, you know, Leia, Luke and Han to save the princess, but really she ended up saving herself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If not for her, all of that would have fallen apart. And really, if she hadn't, you know, given that message to R2, what would have become of any of them? What would have become of them? <laughs> you know? Exactly. And I saw a cool picture of you. I, I guess it was at a movie theater, you and your brother and your niece and nephew holding lightsabers. Yeah. Where did you get the lightsabers? They, they look like genuine lightsabers. I mean, they look like <laughs> a toy lightsaber buying the, the toy store. Yeah, I have to talk to my brother about that to find out where he got them. I think he found them online. He's very serious about his Star Wars memorabilia, and he was determined that we would all have lightsabers. That was very important to him. <laughs> and should I pull up the picture? Um, yeah, well, yeah, we're actually, yeah, we will actually, yeah, we'll we'll show it on our YouTube okay. channel. Yeah, so we'll have the picture there. But yeah, oh, okay. that was a very cool picture. And then there was another picture I also wanted to talk to you about in regards to you were standing with three other writers and you were holding up your books or three other authors you're holding up your books and one of the author I noticed was Daniel Jose Older right Can you tell right. me about that moment yeah that was for um a panel that was at um I think it was at the New York Public Library actually and um it was for you know about 
Latinx writers, modern day Latinx writers, and they invited me to be on the panel. And I said, of course, sure. And this was before I really knew who Daniel Jose Older was really. I, you know, we'd all gotten kind of a, a tip sheet about, you know, everybody who was coming and the books they had written, but I hadn't read them yet. And so when I met him, I was just kind of calm, like, oh, hello, <laughs> oh, Mr. Older. But after that, oh, I was embarrassed that I had been so calm because <laughs> he's amazing. And now, of course, he's writing all the Star Wars books. And yeah. Incredible. Yeah. But at the time, I was really excited because Sonia Manzano was on the panel and she was Maria from Sesame Street. And so <laughs> I was very excited to meet her. But everyone on that panel was incredible. Adam Silvera and Tor um, Tori Maldonado are the other two writers. And they were wonderful to meet, too. Um, but yeah, we were all just talking about, you know, kind of our, our shared backgrounds and how that has influenced our writing. And um, Daniel Jose Older, you know, he, he wrote Shadow Shapers and all these great books. Um, but he, he really was the scholar, I think, on the panel. And so it made complete sense to me that he started writing Star Wars. <laughs> he really understands world building really well. And he's great. And besides writing, uh, what else are you passionate about? What are your passion projects or um, what causes are important to you? Well, um, let me see. I, I like doing volunteer work a lot. Um, I captain a team every year for the AIDS, New York AIDS Walk. Um, that's been important to me since I was in high school. I've always raised money for that cause. Um, literacy is important to me. Um, I, I've done a lot of different volunteer stuff. I volunteered a lot with New York Cares where we cleaned up schools and we cleaned up parks. Um, any kind of charity that involves children, I'm all about it. Um, you know, what are my passions? I'm sorry, I'm trying to think. <laughs> no, it's just books. That's it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's it's a big question because I think I have kind of a bleeding heart. And if I hadn't been, when people ask me what my dream job would be, if money was no object, if that wasn't a consideration, my dream was always to start a community center where you paid for membership by doing volunteer work. So if you did an hour of volunteer work, you get to use the community center to play basketball or to get job training or you know computer classes, whatever else you need. Um, but it depended on the volunteer part. So one day if I hit the lottery, that will be, <laughs> that will be what I do. Absolutely, yeah, that's, uh, that's not out of the question for you. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Well, this has been very nice. Thank you so much, Crystal, for sharing your time with us. This is wonderful. Oh, thank you. Honored to have me. you on the podcast, yeah. Thank you, it's so great. <laughs> thank you so much for having me and it's so nice to meet fellow Star Wars fans. And uh, hopefully I'll see you guys at the next movie. Uh, where can people find you? Oh, um, they can find me either on Facebook at um, facebook.com or the Crystal Velasquez author, I think is my handle. Um, I'm also on Instagram, also Crystal Velasquez author. Um, you can find me on Twitter at cvelasquez6. And I do have a website, but it's in progress right now. It's, it's under construction. So, but when it's up and running, it'll be crystalvelasquez.com. All right. 
Thank you. And Keith, where can people find us? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, <clears throat> Amazon Music, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, we also wow. have, and we also have a YouTube channel. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, please subscribe. If you know of any Star Wars fans who would be interested in listening to our podcast, please let them know about us. We are also on Facebook. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget our website, fathersandgalaxy.com. All right. Once again, thank you. (laughs) Once again, Crystal, thank you you so much for for being a guest on our podcast. Thank Thank you all for listening. Take care. Until next time, we will see you again. Thank you.